0: Welcome back to the 1497 podcast, baby, aka 1497 sports. You know the vibes. I'm with my boy, the six. You gotta be six ten, right? or you seven foot? We're we're, 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 we're gonna say seven foot. Seven foot monster blocking every shot coming to the rim. He be dunking. He be laying. Oh, mm mm-mm. Two way demi god (laughs) build your a. Center slash forward in the house. What's going on,
1: man? Nothing, man. I'm just chilling. I just uh had a workout this morning and then uh, I got breakfast and that was really it. Mm. So you gotta
0: tell you gotta tell the people where where like where is the breakfast place? Like what what's your go to breakfast spot?
1: Oh yeah, I got you. Say, I stay right on campus, like in Lincoln Park. So mm-hmm. either my go-to would be Dunkin' Donuts, but today I went to Jam and Honey. It's like mm. close.
0: Mm. Would you Would you get out of Jam and Honey? I never even heard of Jam and Honey. Oh
1: yeah, it's right It's right there on the corner. It's um right over there on the corner. But uh, I got the French toast today.
0: Mmm. mm. Mmm. Mm, mm. That sounds good as hell. I'm not
1: gonna lie. No, nah, it was banging. I ain't
0: going to lie. Damn. French. Oh, we. Oui. I'm going to I'm gonna have to go. Ooh. I'm going yeah. to have to hit up Jam and Honey just thinking about it. Just got it. No, oh,
1: we oui. No, definitely. But I, I think it's kind of weird, though. They close at, like, 4, though. It'd be, like, open early, and they close at 4. So you, it's really like a breakfast spot. So you got to get there before 4.
0: No, nah, I bet. I'm going to most definitely hit up Jam and Honey. You know, Chicago got the spots, too. Like any type of spot that you want, you can just find it in Chicago.
1: No, Chicago is fire. Like it's way too much stuff out here. Like you can find whatever you need. Out
0: here. Literally, and it's so it's so surprising too. Because like you would think you've seen you've seen it all, and right. then around the corner you are like, wait, what the fuck? I haven't I haven't seen this shit before. <laughs>
1: oh, no, for real, yeah, real. You'll be walking like dang, and then you, you, or if you go. Say you go out, I'll just I'll just be like it's a whole different area. I haven't even been in. It's like a bunch of different bars, food places, nightclubs, like this Chicago's crazy. I'm not even gonna lie. Literally. So I
0: knew or when you were little. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you were little, you grew up in South Sudan. And then you I'll, went to Cali. Oh, wait, go ahead, go ahead.
1: No, nah, um, I actually was the only one in my family that was born in the states. Like they, okay. own, but my brothers and all them was born in South Sudan and Egypt. Mm-hmm. But I was the I'm the youngest, so we had moved here, and then they had me, so I was born in California. And then, I okay, moved, okay. then I moved to Kansas. I
0: right, so. What made like the transition? Because like Kansas and California, that's not no skip and lube. That's that's a pretty that's a that's a far ass distance. So like, what made you guys want to start? Like, what made your parents be like, okay, we got to move him to Kansas because Kansas is where he's going to flourish.
1: Oh yeah, no, nah, um, it was really about um family. Like we have we we have like a lot of uh South Sudanese like relatives and it's a little community there in Kansas supposed to be in like in California we really didn't have that many South Sudanese people so we had to like move there so we could be closer to like our people.
0: Nah yeah that's what's up that's what's up because like especially with like just any type of culture it just feels more at home where you have all of them just surrounded in one area. That's why I think Chicago is such a, such a great place because it's so diverse and like every culture has like their own little area. So like they feel like they're at home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Chicago it's it's his own little mountain pot too. I feel that for sure.
0: Exactly, and then like for people like that hasn't even like grown up in like the youth like the United States or anything, if it, like they literally feel like at home too because now they come to let's say they come to Chicago and let's say that they're Mexican, they're like oh snap we got all our fandoms we got all of our uh we got all of our cultural like foods like cultural tra- traditions it's like damn like it feels good
1: no facts though facts like you can find your own group of your people and not feel like left out
0: exactly exactly so having that at kansas must have it felt real nice and then you didn't start playing basketball until you got up in your later teens because your brother helped you out there so like talk to me about like how did your brother introduce you to basketball
1: oh man my brother he's a baller that's why he um he was always like naturally good since he was probably like seven eight he would always be really good at basketball and I wasn't very good I would just always watch him and be like nah I can never play I'm not good but then like I started growing more and more and more but I was really like playing video games like I was on Call of Duty and like all all them games like God of War and stuff like that and uh My brother, like, one day he was just like, nah, I can't, like, I can't let you be, like, a professional gamer. And you're going to be, like, he saw, like, I was going to be super tall. So he brought me to his practice with him. And, like, I was watching. And, like, uh, the younger team, like, the 13-year-old, the 13U team saw me and, like, talked to him and asked him, like, hey, we'll put him on the team. Like, we don't care how if he can play or not like he's tall enough and I was like dang like that was all it took and then after that he trained me like from then until now plus I got like some other trainers too but he trained me like the most because we like lived in the same house and from then on like it was history that's what's up
0: that's what's up because like you're gonna grind way more when it's family that's driving yeah. you
1: Exactly, cause he understands understands struggle and all we've been through. Like he been right there with me, so he knows. Like we got to work harder, extra harder.
0: Exactly, I love that. I love that. <laughs> so another thing I love too is that positivity. My nana, like anything that goes wrong, she always adds a little positive spice to it. Shout out to my nana. But your mom does the same thing yeah. with you. And I on the one on a one interview there was like your you you love the smile man so like the positivity is a big is the best thing in the world and you're always smiling so is there any time where you're like you like got really mad like really really mad
1: oh yeah of course i'm i'm human i get like super mad too but like it's it's like i'm i'm a little more lenient like it got to take a lot to get me mad more like than the average person cuz i always try to like be optimistic and, you know, find the good in everything that's going on. Even if it's a bad situation, I'll try to find something good that's happened out of it or a good takeaway to take from it. A lesson or something to learn from whatever happened. Cause like, oh, no, I just feel like it. it is easier to, like, live life that way. If you're living more positive, if you're negative and bad things are happening, then it's like that's you taking two L's instead of taking one.
0: I, I'm with I'm with that I'm I'm with that because like it takes a lot for me to get mad too, and it's like it's like you have to do like something just out of the just out of the ordinary, you know? really out of the ordinary to push my buttons. Because like some of it, I'm like you, I'm like I'm not gonna get that mad over that. I mean, it is what it is. Like probably <laughs> happened for a reason, but like you're not about to piss me off with that.
1: Exactly.
0: So. With your mom and her positivity, how did that really dawn upon you? And then how has that grown with you till today?
1: Uh, Just her being so positive, that's always stuck with me all my life. Like, that's where I got being an optimistic person from. And where I got, like, my high spirit from is from my mom. Like, I was really raised a lot by my mom, so I'm a mama's boy, like, so, like, I got a lot of her tendencies, and she got, like, a really big heart, and she's nice, so I try to be real nice, too, and have a big heart and try to, you know, help people as much as I can.
0: Now, yeah, because then that builds up, like, karma, too, like, the good karma, so that you're always around, like, the good spirits, you're always around good people, because you all you can always find people that loves to cherish and help out those other people that are in need because it makes it just makes you feel good to see other people succeed
1: exactly or even just like little stuff like complimenting people or, or like being nice to people on a daily basis like you never know what that person's going through that day like they could have they could be having a horrible day and you could give them a compliment and say something and you can make their day do a 180 and you wouldn't even know like that's how i try to just live life thinking like that
0: exactly and then like that compliment can like take them through the day, even the whole week. You're like, man, like Thinking they see you again, again, all happy. They're like, no, oh, uh, thank
1: you for the compliment. They they all groovy
0: and shit, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, tell them you like they outfit or something, or they look nice that day or something like that. The shoes, I don't know, like uplift people. That's what, That's what it's all about, exactly,
0: exactly. So Picking up basketball, because basketball is, like, the hardest sport to play and actually, like, get really good at it. You picked it up in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. So, I know that had to be hard, but did it ever get hard to the point where you're like, man, fuck this shit. Like, I don't want to play basketball anymore.
1: What? I wanted to quit every day. (laughs) (laughs) I was... Cause like I was so far behind, and I would go to practice, and I'll see all the kids, like all my teammates. Like I literally, skill wise, I was probably like at the bottom. And I'm watching them, and I'm like, dude, I'm never gonna get there. Like what? I I just wanted to, every day. I wanted to quit and be like, it's not for me. This and that. But my brother was like that angel on my right shoulder, just telling me like, you got it. It. it it takes time. Like Rome wasn't built in a day. You feel me? We're going to work and we're going to get you there. Like you got so much time and he just kept reassuring me and reassuring me. And, you know, like you get in your own head, like, bro, this is hard. Like I can't do it. But when you have somebody there, like coaching you, motivating you, telling you, you can. And then when you start seeing results, just working a little bit, like you, you, you stick with it and you learn to trust the process.
0: Yeah. People always got to You always got to trust the process, even when there's no process that other people say is not there. You just got to keep on telling yourself, man, I'm going to get through. I'm going to trust the process and all that, because like, especially like in seventh grade, eighth grade, then you start going into high school. You're like, damn, like they're just getting better and better and better. And then it's kind of like it's kind of like a frightening experience. So like, did you have like those experiences where it's like, damn, like, this dude was just six two, now he's seven No, five.
1: Nah, yeah, of course, of course. Like even on my team, like a lot of the kids would grow, but then like some, it was it was crazy, you know, because some of the kids also like some of them that were really good. Like I would watch them peak, and they wouldn't get no better, and they would stay the same. And I'm like, dang, I was thinking this guy was gonna be the best, and now like it just. Average, you know, and it's all like it was really just all a mindset, like, and you had to like stick with it, like, it, it was just crazy. I don't, I don't know, it was a crazy experience.
0: Nah, yeah, most definitely. And then I think it brings out the best experiences too with basketball because you're able to travel so much. Did you play? Did you play AAU? Mm hmm. Like, so
1: like I, I got on yeah, my first, know. I got on my well, not my first, but like. Cause we, I flew when I was younger, but like I saw my first like airplane on my own with the team. Like when I was like 13, 14, right? we were flying, we were driving in vans. Like this, this little ball, <laughs> basketball, orange basketball was taking me all over the country. And I didn't even realize it. I was traveling more than like most people would it's just to play basketball. <laughs> That's so
0: soft. What, what was your favorite place? that like out of your whole career so far what's like the favorite favorite place that you have been to and why
1: like um including college or like when i was like younger like
0: like including college too
1: oh yeah for sure when i was at oklahoma state they took us on a foreign tour we went to europe we were in venice uh rome and greece and we did we did all that in 10 days like i got to like I said, like that basketball took me places that other people wouldn't go. I got to see the 16 chapel. I got to um I got to see the Acropolis in Rome, like and all that. Like I was in Venice, I got to ride in a boat. <laughs> I was on a yacht in Greece. <laughs> like that that was the best 10 days of my life. I can't lie
0: you was living lavish my boy lavish
1: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. man man in 10
1: days too oh. all in 10 days. So that was like okay we're traveling here now we're here for three days we go shopping we play basketball we eat and we go check out the city then we leave that city and go to the next one and it was like all through 10 days like it was so cool it was so so cool even like What's that fountain too? It's like a famous fountain where you're supposed to throw like the coin backwards in it. I don't. I forgot what it was called, but I got to see that too. And like, it's it's like very monumental too.
0: That's what's up. That man, man, I'm man, I'm jealous as a mug. Just mm-hmm. just picturing all of that going around, looking at this famous mon uh this famous monumental. Like statue, and then just looking at all these famous landmarks in so many different places. That's raw. That is raw as hell.
1: I ain't even gonna lie. We we going to the Bahamas this year too with the pool. Oh? Yeah, so we probably gonna be there for like three, four days too, and just enjoy the uh, island and have fun, play basketball. Same thing. Oh yeah, pretty dope.
0: Oh yeah, that's mm, 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 mm. that is remarkable just like your story how that is just remarkable it remind like it's just so crazy how you taught yourself to do everything with what with your left hand and okay. now like you're able to just do that with ease right now so like how long did it re- how long did it take you to master everything with your left hand and then on top of that how hard was it to do that
1: Oh uh, yeah, it was it was crazy hard. I'm not even going to lie cuz like when I got on the court like I, I outside of basketball I'll do everything with my right hand. So when I got on the court like I was trying to do stuff with my right hand and it just felt like it wasn't right. So I was like, dude, it felt weird. So I had to get used to doing stuff with my left hand and I'm like, dude, shooting like at first I would shoot with two hands cuz I didn't really know and me and my brother had to work on that too. And like now it's natural, but like it was, it was really a grind. It it really was. And then like once I, I got like my left hand really good, we had to get back to working on my right hand and trusting my right hand too because I can score with both hands as well. Like, and a big part of that and the key to that was one of my AAU coaches. I'll never forget his name. Vic, his name's Victor Williams. Love him to death. He um he uh what's it called? It. He would always tell me like. You, you still got to use your right hand. Like, your right hand is better than your left. Like, don't be scared to use your right hand. Like, trust yourself. And, like, that stuck with me ever since.
0: Shout-out Coach Williams, man. Shout-out yeah. shout out, man, because he told you always use your right. And now you're at a point where not most bigs can do, let alone really finish the way that you finish. Because I was watching your highlights, like, a couple mm-hmm. days ago. I was like, man, like, ain't no way, like, this man's like a center. Like, you look in, like, the chat, oh, girl, just went muscle, just finishing <laughs> with ease. And I'm like, not a lot of people, let alone a few people can really do that at your height, which is amazing.
1: No, for sure, for sure. Like some people they only can use like their dominant hand, so I like I made an emphasis. Like I, I'm gonna make sure I can make layups with the right hand left hand, jump hooks with the right, left, floaters with the right, left. Like I worked I work on it all. That's what's
0: up. That's what's up. So was there a time college, high school, whatever. Was there a time or when was the time you was like, damn, I'm him. This is me. This is my sport.
1: Uh definitely when I entered my sophomore year of high school, that's when I knew like, okay, I can really go to college and deep I can really go D1 and play this game at like a high level. Because then I was still finding myself, but I used to play like really hard, which I still do. And I was, I was, that's when I was really learning how to play the game, like really getting like my IQ and all that together while like molding, like molding myself into the player I am. And at the time, that was when like college coaches started contacting me and started coming to open gyms and watching me play and talking to me. And I'm like, wow, they really want me to go to their school. I'm only 15, 16 years old. Like, I ain't even like that 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 year is when I knew like okay I'm gonna play Division I basketball for sure if I keep working hard. Well
0: who was the who's the first college to like ever hit your line and be like yo you're we want you dog
1: Um I think it was either Iowa or Marquette It was one of those It was one of those for sure Shit Shit, the shit. And I was probably like, yeah, in my sophomore year. Like, like Iowa, I came to open gym. I think Denver and a couple other schools too that I forgot, but because it was so long ago. But that was those were like the first couple colleges to come like see me and come like call me on the phone and stuff like that or call my high school coach.
0: And then at fifteen, sixteen, two, when you get not just any call, but like when you get a call from Iowa and Marquette, like mm. how how geeked were you when when you hung up the phone?
1: Well, uh, I, I I immediately called all my friends like, yo, do you know who just called me? Like Iowa, like this is crazy. Like I what, <laughs> like like I know. Like I was playing, I was playing good, and I used to always like. Play like good against ranked guys and stuff like that. And I knew, okay, I can compete just at the same level as these guys, if not better. I was always that underdog, but I was attacking like all the like people who were top players. Like I always took those matchups personal when we would play. And like I would, I would always hold my own or, or like have a better showing but i i know i just i don't know it's different when you really get that call from those people like it just opens your eyes like dang like they really want me like this is it's a great feeling i'm not gonna lie it's a great feeling yeah because then you
0: like when you're iffy about it when you're like man like i don't know if i can really do this when it gets past these two years and then when "Do, do 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 Yo, what's good. I oh yeah 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 yeah. I I watch your games. Okay. Marquette. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Was good. what's good. Then you like, damn. Like, hold on. The, is this a prank call or some shit? Right. Like,
1: exactly. bro, stop playing with me. Are you? Real? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, Sean, is this you, bro? Stop playing with me, dude.
0: Hey, hey, Troy. I told you I would get your five dollars back. Stop rolling, DG
1: <laughs> They like. They like. Nah, for real. I'm such and such from. Marquette University, I'm such and such from Kansas State. I'm like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like I watch, <laughs> It's like crazy because you. Wa- I'm watching all these teams like play like on the TV. So I'm like, when they call me, I'm like, what? Like, no way.
0: <laughs> Literally, because like, it's such an experience. Like, it's one thing to be like, man, like I'm watching these, like I'm watching these teams play. They doing their thing. And then like, imagine like during a commercial break, the teens just call you, and you're like, "Whoa!" Like I was literally just watching you on TV.
1: You feel me? Yeah. Some might even like call you after a game and ask, like, "Did you did you check out the game tonight?" Like, yeah, we had it rolling tonight. I'm like, dude, that's this is crazy. Like, yeah, you could be a part of this. Like it it, it was a fun time being recruited. I'm not gonna lie.
0: No, yeah, that's that is like a bright spot in like a young male young females career where you're getting recruited going through going through the whole process because it's just so exhilarating it's like whoa like this college won't be this college won't be this college won't be and so on and so forth
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely a confidence booster
0: for sure for sure so at three years old you put your hand in the blender and then it happened to cut off your finger Mm-hmm. Fast forward, you were a top twenty shot blocker in mm-hmm. Oklahoma school his- Oklahoma State school history. So <laughs> you're still a top shot blocker in Division One basketball right now. So mm-hmm. when you when you sit back, kick your feet up, before you even turn on the TV, what comes to mind thinking about like all all the accolades? that you have accomplished up to this point
1: i'm not even gonna lie i i don't even think about them because i just i don't know i'm just trying to like i want to like go like as high as i can i want to get as many blocks as i can i want to be able to break even more records like those records i know they mean something but i don't like Mm -hmm. right now they don't like they don't they mean a lot but like i'm trying to like take it to the next level. So I, I try to, like, have that mindset like I can get more. Like, I can do way more. I can do that again or even better. Like, I just, I want to be the best I can be. So, like, I don't, I take, like, all that with a grain of salt. Like, oh, that's dope. Yeah, for sure. But I can do better. That's what I try to think every time. I, I can do better. I can get a couple more blocks. I can do this. I can score a couple more points. Get a couple more
0: rebounds. Always. Nah, yeah. That's the best way to think, too. Because, am you don't get complacent. You just you just keep on going. And then I feel like that's also a smart thing to do because then you're so worried. Like, if you actually start thinking about it, you're like, man, like, I got seven blocks in a game. Mm-hmm. I can keep getting seven blocks in a game. I'll still go to, like, the league or some shit where you're not thinking about it. One game you have 10 blocks. The next game you got 20, and damn, you look up got you know, nah, forty bucks in a game.
1: You're like? Nah, wow. cr- I, I don't think I. I'm gonna be real. I don't think I'll get. I'll ever probably get forty, but I, I might get ten, ten plus though. Like, but I'll try I, for sure.
0: I, I, I can. I can see it though. I can. I, I. I can literally just see you just standing at the rim like this, just
1: <laughs> just, just like your point. arm up and down they would just stop coming in, like, they'll see me and dribble back out. (laughs) It's it's been games where where I done had, like, five or six, and guards start doing that, and they'll go in and look to pass, they'll go in and shoot (laughs) a floater or a wild shot just because they know, like, I'm going to come block it or alter it. So I'm like, they're shooting, like, crazy off-balance shots just because, like, I got a couple blocks. And that's, like, another way – Another way, like, that my coach said I affect the game, too, is because when I get a couple, like, people come in and they're thinking about it now, like, "Ah, I'm going to throw up, like, a hook, and it might be a tougher shot just because I got a couple blocks. It's like a presence that I got.
0: Exactly. And then with that presence, it's like, whoa, let me drive in. And then once you really get there, you're like, oh, nope, nope, nope. Yours about to send my shit all the way to the second row. Uh Uh-uh, I ain't doing that. That's Mm, mm, chopped. So, at Oklahoma State, five plus games with three blocks or more. So, I'm gonna need to know your secret sauce when it comes
1: to blocking. I couldn't even tell you. It's like that's like my natural like skill. Like you know how some people are shooters, some people are drivers. Like I naturally block shots. Like that was one thing. That I've been doing like ever since I started playing basketball. Like I just knew, okay, I'm gonna time. I'm gonna go get that. When he goes shoot it, I'm gonna go get it. <laughs> like that was like I, I was doing that since I started, since I was 13, all the way to now. It's like an instinct, like like Spider Man. <laughs> 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 like Spider Man, my senses be tingling. Like oh, he's go, gonna drive, go block it. Boom. Okay, I'm gonna go. Just go going there. I'm gonna run, block it. Yes. Just how? <laughs> <laughs> he said my senses
0: be tingling
1: oh
0: my god oh my god that is hilarious but like once it, <laughs> once it gets once you get to that point it's like man like you Peter Parker on the on the court like instead of shooting <laughs> webs You blocking shots left and right. Pow! 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 That's what's up. That's what's up. Oh, that's too funny. (laughs) Man, 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 man. So, what were the reasons that you transferred from Oklahoma State, then you went to SMU? And now you're here. Now now you're at DePaul. So what were the reasons between Oklahoma State to SMU and then the SMU to DePaul?
1: Oh yeah, no, all all three programs were great programs, but it, it was just all about situation and fit for real. So that's really why I transferred. Like no shade to any of those programs. Mm-hmm. I love all those coaches that I done played for and they all helped me in my own ways. But I just felt like it was time like for a new change. Like I needed the right fit and this is the right fit. No, yeah, there's nothing wrong
0: with new fits and new change because you're honestly just gonna take those skills that you gain from s m u from what you gain from Oklahoma State and whatever college coaches and then bring it to where you're at right now, and it's just building you to be the best to your capability
1: no absolutely, like I learned so much from all my coaches that I've been played for like this and it gives you like a different like view because the coaches all coach different so it's like i didn't got coached by him when i got coached by him and him and they all have different coaching styles and i was able to adapt and absorb all the knowledge from all of them like a sponge
0: Nah, yeah and then once you're able to do that it's like your iq just shoots out of the air it's like crazy because you learn so much from this league from this team and what these these teams played then the same thing over there. And now the same thing here is like, whoa, like this is, I didn't know this much before. And now
1: I'm, I'm just a whiz. I'm I'm Bill Nye, the, the basketball player. Definitely, definitely. Plus watching film does that a lot too. Like it helps for sure.
0: Exactly. So with like the transition, what was like the, what was the biggest difference from playing in the big 12, And then the American Conference.
1: Uh, With um, the difference between those two, I feel like the bigs in the Big 12 were uh, a little bit more physical than they were in the um, American Conference. But like both conferences are still super competitive, but that was like one takeaway that I really got. Like I ran into a lot of like really, really big dudes in the Big 12. But, like, I feel like I ran into a lot of skilled bigs when I played in the American conference.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. that the Going against those, like, big bigs is like, whoa. And, like, yeah. if they're able to move with
1: their size, too, like, you're like, whoa. Yeah, it's really hard to guard them. I'm like, dang. And then they'll be like, why? Like, turn. I'm, I'm out of the picture. <laughs> Literally, you like, whoa, run that back, Turbo. I'm going to need you
0: to (laughs) slow it down and teach me after we know about this gay type shit.
1: No, no, for sure. So, who
0: has been the hardest big you went up against so far in your career?
1: I'd have to say... uh... Either oh man, I done played a lot of good bigs, I'm not gonna lie. It's like probably you doka Azabuke, I ain't gonna lie. I like when I was guarding him, it was nothing I could do like to stop him. He was like so big and he like mastered the throw over. So he would like wedge you out, and then would mm-hmm. just throw the ball over and he would just dunk it. Like it was it was crazy. He, the guy was a monster. He was probably the best one, but also Diedrich Lawson was nice too. He was super nice cuz he was skilled. Like he was really putting the ball on the floor. Half spin turn around jumper. He was cross behind the back post up, two dribbles up and under. Like he was super skilled too. So I'll say him, Yudoka, and my sophomore year I played Omar Seven. you know him? Too. He went Omar. to He went to Georgetown. He plays for mm-hmm. He plays for Miami Heat right now, too. And he was like, he was exactly what you said, a big guy, but he could move, though. And he was skilled. So he was shooting turnaround jumpers. And he was like seven foot 260, something like that. Shooting turnaround jumpers, shooting the midi, shooting the three. <laughs> a th- seven foot 260? Yeah, seven foot like 260. Yeah. It was a problem. And with, with, with game too. So he was skilled too. So I'm like, yo, those those three guys were probably the best three bigs I done played in my college career.
0: Seven foot two. God
1: damn. Man.
0: Oh man. Man, man, man. I just like that that is that is acidine. That is just
1: that is criminal. You know I, I, and, and, he moved, and he moved well, too. So it wasn't like he was just big foot slow and like he moved well. I was like, dang, all three of those guys were super nice.
0: Oh, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Speaking of nice and speaking of crazy things, what are the three most exciting things that or no, no, no. What are the three things you are most excited about for this season?
1: Paul baby at the Paul oh yeah I'm really excited because it's the uh, Stubbs second year and like I feel like he built the foundation and I feel like this year like we're gonna really have it rocking like I feel like we got our fans going now and I feel like they're gonna be in attendance of more games and I feel like the crowd helps us a lot like they don't know but like the all that cheering like it messes up the other team's head like it gives us the momentum too like, it's really, like, it it helps us because, you know, like, they're all on our side. Like, that's part of our team. I love the crowd. I'm not going to lie. The fans show up. Like, I love it. Like, it it makes me play even harder because they paid all this money just to come watch us. I'm going to give y'all a show. But, (laughs) uh, so that one, the crowd and, like, how we going to get going. I'm excited because it's my last year in college. So I know I got to go out with a bang. Like, I'm trying to accomplish everything. I'm trying to I have a great year, and I'm trying to go to the tournament. That's all it is. Ooh, that madness, baby. Yeah, I need to go dancing. And then, really, I'm just excited to be out there with my uh, my guys, too. Like, I, I feel like with this year's team, like, we all get along, and I really like those guys. So, like, we're going to have a fun year. Like, that's really – those three things are the most I'm excited for.
0: Nah, yeah, I'm excited for the season, too, because I – I checked out a couple of DePaul games uh, last season, and that DePaul squad, it was like they they were there. Like, the record didn't say that, but if you actually looked at the games, like, they had the competition, or they had the, they had the players with the abilities to get those wins. It was just like the chemistry wasn't there. I feel like now you guys are going to be unstoppable this year, especially in the Big East, too. You're going to make some noise like Providence did <laughs> last year.
1: No, absolutely. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. Like, we were in a lot of those games. Like, a lot of even with last year's team, like, we were very capable. We just had mental lapses that caused us to lose a lot of those games by like two or four points. So, it was like a couple possession games. It's probably like seven or eight games that we lost by a couple possessions. So, that means that easily could have been us and our record could have been flipped a little bit more, like a couple more wins, you know?
0: Exactly. And then on top of that, too, I was watching another thing that you were in, uh, the underdog, and you were talking about uh, your disability and like how that affected you with basketball. How has that driven your motivation to excel at the highest level in the classroom and on the basketball court?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. It's just like basketball. I feel like if I can push through in school and I can push through in basketball and like it's the same like I'm kind of like handicapped in basketball but I don't really let that stop me and if you if you looked at me on the court you wouldn't be able to tell so I I think about it the same like with school like if I work hard like you wouldn't be able to tell that I'm dyslexic or have ADHD like because I'm gonna get it done I am a little bit lazy, though, with school. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan, so it, it takes a lot more to get me motivated to do my work. But at the end of the day, I'm going to get my degree this year, and that's something that I'm going to be proud have. Uh, Big bachelor guy. Big bachelor guy.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. We was talking about Chi-Town when we first started it. Now, I got to know, and the people got to know, what is your favorite restaurant slash thing to do
1: in this lovely city that we live in that's called Chicago? Uh, I really like shopping, so I'll go to the mall and stuff. But my favorite thing to do, like, um, like shopping, I'll go like I'll walk on like Milwaukee Ave and it's a bunch of like it's a bunch of stores and like vintage stores and thrift shops and I'll just like peek my head in there and I might buy a few items like I'm really into fashion so I'll do shopping and stuff like that and I'm I don't know I'll eat anything too to be honest but probably like Harold the Sharks those be busting I'll get the lemon pepper chicken or like a bunch it's a bunch of taco shops too and i love tacos i'll stop by in there get a couple tacos too
0: Uh, i'm gonna put you on i'm gonna put you on if you ever in the high park area Mm -hmm. and you're looking for a jerk chicken wrap or anything jerk chicken
1: let me write that down
0: yeah i need that already (laughs) house grill bro lighthouse grill i'm telling you shit bangs
1: all right, bet that I'm gonna take it. Where I'm, I'm gonna hit that place up, and I'm gonna let you know what how I feel about it.
0: All right, bet. And then there's another place that's coming in. My other jerk chicken spot coming in right in hot Park. I don't know when, but it's called Oanchy oh Sweet Cafe. When I tell you, I teared up the first bite I took of that jerk chicken wrap. It was it was heaven, bro. It was heaven. Uh,
1: you know it's good if you gotta take a break. <laughs> Who I was like. Damn. Whoa.
0: Damn. I'm tearing up just,
1: just talking about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I feel you gotta get right. You might have you might have to go get you some today. Low key. Low key. And i also need you
0: to to sauce them them underground vintage stores on Milwaukee Avenue, because I'm a big fashion guy myself.
1: Well, I got you. I'll put you on. Like I just um it was just like a pop-up shop for uh Lemons on fire. Like, they were out here. I went and got two hoodies. Like, I'll let you. I'm going to put you on. I got you. I'm going to send you the lakes and stuff. Nah, right,
0: bet, 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 bet. Last question. Last question. You model your game after two Hall of Famers, Chris Bosh and Hakeem Olajuwon. To mm-hmm. you, what sticks out
1: about both of their games? Uh, What sticks out to me? was that, like, those guys weren't, like, super, like, big. Like, they were, like, like kind of, like, slim, but also fit and agile. And I feel like that was more, like, my body type and my physique. And, like, I feel like I'm more agile and can move with my feet, too. And I'm, I'm skilled. I got good touch like them. So I try to work on my footwork and get, like, them as well. And we stood out with Chris Bosh, of course. Like, he's a lefty, and he shoots threes. He shoots the midi, he, he got a nice face-up game. Like, I try to do all that in my game because I've seen him doing it for, since I was young, and I like I how he plays. So I would model my game up to him. And, of course, the dream, he got, like, probably the best footwork, if not one of the best, like, as a big. So I always try to, like, as a kid, I would always watch his film, too, and try to steal his moves, like the double drop steps, the shoulder fakes, the up, the up and unders, the fakes. The turnaround phase. Like, I, I don't know. I love watching those two guys. So I would just, you know, watch those two and then just go try to do those moves.
0: I love it. I love it. Everything you said, I love it. I, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, this is the end of the interview on the 1497 Sports Podcast. You know, the vibes. I'm not going to mess up your name because your name is just too cold. And then I'm going <laughs> to be like, damn, like, I really messed up yours last name. Like, damn, like, I just said perfect in the first half. So give your shout outs. Give your outro. It's all you.
1: It's your world. I'm just living it. Oh, yeah. All right, y'all. appreciate y'all for watching, man. My name is Euron DePaul Basketball. Appreciate y'all. No problem.
0: No problem. Hey, if you want to come back on and we chop it up about what the Milwaukee Avenue she oh, yeah. let me know. Let me know. Let me know. We could do that, too. And I could show you, like, some of the items that I bought out there and stuff. I bet. I bet. So, Um, shout out to the greatest co host who ever co host a podcast, Michael Wood. Michael Wood. I love you, man. Anywho. Shout out, Mike. Shout out, Mike. Shout out, Mike. uh, Subscribe to the 1497 podcast on YouTube and all podcasting platforms. Follow 1497 Sports on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. It's your boys, your and Jonathan, a.k.a. John, a.k.a. The Keep My Stuff, baby. We out. I gotta, we out. That's Don't to worry about it. Later. 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 Later.